Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's turn in our scriptures in this service uh, to the New Testament, Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is where we're going to turn our attention in this service, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll pick up the reading of verse number 11. We'll read down through verse number 17. Hear the words of the Lord. We will lift from the New Living translation of this New Testament text. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason, a reason to be proud of us so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. Now, did I anchor last night at dealing with the sincere heart? If it, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Now, that, now we pray that's true, that you have died to an old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view and how differently we know him now. Hallelujah. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become, now, it's, now that's if you truly belong, you have become a new person. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. I said in the earlier service, there ought to be some progress to faith. There ought to be some progress. You ought not be able to cuss like you used to. You at least should have cut back. You're on the way to cutting out. But at least should be some, some decree, decrease. 
as we move into this new year. I want to talk in this service using one word, covered, covered. We like the word, one of the words that has become a part of modern language is that person says, I need a church covering. I need a covering. That's, 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 the, that's the way people today will speak about their connection to church. They'll say, I need a covering. I need a covering. And they, they say that everyone, everyone needs a covering. But that's no new phenomenon. Because biblically, you look at the relationship we have with the Lord. And all of us, quite honestly, need to be covered. I grew up with Westerns. And one of the things we loved about Westerns was the gunfights. And when they would get into gunfights, sometimes they would hide behind a building or a rock. But they would want to shift their position. And when they got ready to shift position, typically they would tell one of their others, cover me. I'm, I'm getting ready to move from where I am to another place. I need to be covered. And that's true. Now, I, I think that persons have it right. We do need a covering. We do need to be covered by the Lord. Matter of fact, you want your year covered. You want your food covered, your finances covered, your family covered. We're praying because Satan can attack from many different angles. So we need everything covered. Cover it all. If you have somebody who's going to paint in your house and they've got to paint the ceiling, Typically, you've got to cover the floor because of the droplets covered, covered. Are you covered? Are you covered? I'm not talking about your family, but how about you? Are you covered? Are you, are you covered? And I should say, are you connected? I want to be covered and I want to be connected. Paul is talking here in his second letter to the church at Corinth. Covered, covered. I'm, I, want my, I want my year to be blessed. I want my life to be blessed. My job, if you're still working, blessed. People I'm hanging around, blessed. You know, people who are angry, I'm typically angry because of something else. I was sharing in the earlier service that we were on our way to a graveside the other, the other day. And, and of course, going to the gravesides now, a different funeral director before we left the church made public announcement. When you get to the cemetery, make sure your car is locked because people are breaking in cars at the cemetery. But the other thing that was interesting is that while we were on our way zigzagging to Maryland uh, the Cemetery over there in Laurel area, 
we had to go through different communities and and years ago when they would see a funeral procession coming through they would get out of the way but we had to deal with folks slicing and cutting and and all of that and then finally we went down one street and there was a gentleman driving a box truck and he got trapped because of the line and he was so mad he, and I knew I could see in his face that he that he did not know it was a funeral not in the beginning but then but then he I could see him I, I don't think he was talking about Jesus but I saw his mouth moving and I saw I saw him he was spit coming flying angry all of that and he was yelling, let me out, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, brother, stop, let him through. And he came through yelling and had some parting words. And then several moments later, the funeral procession passed him at the, at the, at the light. He did all that hollering. And he, he, didn't, he didn't go to the light and run through. He had to sit there and wait. And we rode right past him. I almost wanted to look at him and smile. There's still a little something in me. I just felt like saying, hey, man, how'd that work out for you? I want to be covered. You want to be covered. When you're covered... There, there's, a, there's a lightness about your life. There's a lightness about your life. I got in one or two fights growing up as a youngster. You, you know, you, they tell me, they tell me I was in the barbershop the other day. They told me I looked like Sugar Ray Leonard. He said, you look like Sugar Ray. But I got one or two fights growing, growing up. And uh, I always fought better when my parents showed up. Yeah, yeah, I, I fought better. I mean, you know, you know, I didn't want to embarrass that. I, I didn't want to embarrass the family name. Amen. So they would show up, and I, I remember one time my mother showed up, and I know, I know, I know that they, my, they didn't, have, they had no expectation of what her mentality was. She said, "Hit him, Hank," and then she, they stood there stunned. But I knew I could do it because I was covered. What I'm trying to tell you, you're going to face challenges. But when you face a challenge and you're covered, you're covered. Brother Flores, I'm so happy. You and your wife are special people. I thank God for you and your, the Flores family. You all are special. And I pray you have the greatest birthday this week possible. But I thank God for being covered, covered by the grace and the, and the mercies of God. There are three things we're going to talk about in this service. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to mess with the, I messed with the cowboy fans earlier. I had all of them to stand up. I had all of them, all the cowboy, they, 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 all, they already want to stand. Stand up then. All cowboy fans, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay. All right. We'll be checking with y'all in a few weeks. 
But I, but I want y'all to stand up today. We're standing up because I know y'all getting ready to do a, have a takeover down the street at, a, at about four. But I want to say, I want to be covered. Covered by the mercies of God. Covered by the blessings of God. Here it is. Number one, believers have been raised with a purpose. God did not raise you without a purpose. We went down, but we didn't stay down. And God got you out of wherever you were with a purpose. Reverend Jones, you prayed a powerful prayer. And your diagnosis in 2023 and your presence in 2024 has a purpose. Somebody has dealt with a divorce, a breakup, a death of a close relative, but God can raise you out of that low place with purpose. And matter of fact, not only raising you with purpose, but now giving you a ministry to help others who were once in the same place you were. We got folk here. The Lord has cleaned you up from addictions. Hallelujah. The Lord has brought you a mighty long way. That's why your witness can be a blessing to someone else. You've been raised with a purpose. The second thing is understanding one's responsibility in the faith will lead to action. It's more than a mental concept. It's action. A whole lot of folk have words, but no action. They make promises, but they don't deliver. They're going to do this, going to do that. Matter of fact, you get commercials that will tell you, drink this, eat this, all that kind of stuff. I was listening to a very interesting discussion on NPR on yesterday while I was driving around in all that rain. And it was talking about a lady who had spent most of her adult years dieting. And she's come to some new realizations. She's got a book out. And she said, I've been dealing with dieting for all my life. And she said, but now I'm at a point where I understand I'm not going to live my life like that. And she said, I'm not getting on the scale. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, and she's got a book out. I, I can't give you the title of it. Just Google NPR yesterday. But, but she talks about how the leveling of the body, and that sometimes you got to understand, because you can't throw off the, the urge to eat, because sometimes your body will get hungry. But it will matter what you're going to eat when you do get hungry. And then she talked about it. She said, I've been yo-yoing back and forth. And she said, but now, after all these years, I'm realizing I'm not going to worry about a scale any longer. I'm going to live my life. Now, I'm not trying to mess somebody up because somebody, you, you just got off to a real good start. You only, you only about six, seven days in, and I'm not, I'm not trying to mess you up. Uh, yeah, don't, don't be going this afternoon. The pastor said, throw that out. No, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that for you. Amen. But, but what I am saying is that we can do so many things that frustrate us. 
And we get frustrated because we look at our own imperfections and we can look at them. And you could, you know, some of us, we can't even get out the house because we're still so busy studying ourselves. And if other people are looking that, that close at you, they looking too close. Come on, somebody. I mean, if, if, I'm figure, if I'm trying to figure out, and I'm pulling out my sock, and I'm trying to figure out, is that black, is that blue? And if I'm having that much trouble figuring it out, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry about it any longer. I'm just going to go with they both black. Because if I can't figure it out, you can't figure it out either. All you know is dark. But you look at this reality is that understanding one's responsibility in faith will lead to action. My responsibility is to share my faith. My responsibility is to praise God. Praise, action. Love, action. Evangelism, action. Prayer, action. I'm laying hand. You can go through a hospital and pray for action. You don't need to be a deacon or a minister or an elder. No. All you have to do is be a lover of Jesus. We've had in our church across the years persons who were part of the visitation team and they weren't deacons. They just wanted to pray. And if you want to pray, we got a, we got a place for you. You don't need a title to pray. You just need a connection with God. And if you got a connection with God, thank God that you can lay hands. One of our sisters, usually beginning of the year, she, she bring her oil down. She said, Reverend, I want you to pray over my oil because I'm planning to anoint some people in this year. She wasn't a minister, but she said, I need for you to pray for me. Action. And she would come down with two big bottles of olive oil. She said, I got a whole lot. I got a family got to pray for. I got community to pray for. And I need for, I need for this prayer to last all year. Action. The third thing is, the believer's understanding of Jesus Christ must grow. When we came to Christ, we came to Christ as, as babes. But God does not want to see you stay as a spiritual baby. He wants you to grow. He wants you to grow so that you can, you can carry something. You can carry some weight, carry some things, carry some. Because some things in this life will get heavy, but with God, God can help you to carry anything. Now, now. My, my family, my, my, our children are now adults. And my, sister, my daughter came home. She comes home normally from New York with a lot of heavy luggage. And she says, so we, we says, she says, Dad, I'm going to help you get the, my luggage up, upstairs to my room. I'm like, what? You're not going to help me get any luggage. No, this is heavy. This is heavy. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I mean, I got a gym membership. And I don't even have to pay for it to carry this stuff up the up the side. And so, but 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 I'm, I'm dead, dead. I don't want you to do this by yourself. And so, and so I humor her and let her help. I humor her. But the great thing about God, 
We don't have to humor God. We need his help. Sometimes you're going to act like you don't need his help, but all you got to do is keep on living. And every day you're going to realize you need his help. I need his help to get up in the morning. I need his help when you're dealing with all the things that the world is going to present to you. I need God's help. Help me with my spirit. Help me to have a peace that's beyond us. Help me, God, to climb that next mountain. And as I climb it, I'm covered. Here it is. Number one. Back up. Let's unpack it. Let's push rewind and now push play. Believers have been raised with a purpose. We they heard that song, I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see amazing grace. You have been raised with a purpose. Verse 14, right there, that's what, that's what the Bible says. Either way, Christ's love controls us since we believe that Christ died for all. We also believe that we have all died to our old life. So, there's something right now in all of us that we need to leave in 2023. Some things we did, we need to leave it last year. It is over. It's yesterday. I am not carrying that into my new year. I'm not taking, we, we, we are not road dogs. We rode all 2023 together, but we not riding 2024. And I'm coming into 2024 covered with a different and a new and refreshed mentality. Which is not just a mentality, but it's my spirituality. I'm coming in dying to that which was yesterday. And why? He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. I will no longer live for myself. We live today in a very materialistic world. Very materialistic. It's driven by that. Scripture lets us know we no longer live for ourselves. For me to live as Christ. Die as came. Dying to an old life. Coming up in the newness of life. I, I want to realize what is it, God, that you want to do in my life in 2024. And I want your blessings. I want your stamp of, of approval. I want, and when I have the approval of God, there's a peace in my life. I can sleep better because of the covering. I'm covered. The Bible says that we serve a God who never slumbers and he never sleeps. He sits high and he looks low. And so no matter how low I go, he can see me. And I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dead to an old life. And I'm coming up in a new. Next week, we'll start Dick and Cheryl Brooks, our first group of persons being baptized in 2024. Dying to an old life. 
symbolically going down into the liquid stream and coming up in the newness of life. And somebody in this worship could say, I want to join that group because I know that's the way I want to start my year. I want to start it fresh. And I might have been baptized as a youngster, whatever, but I'm going to start my year serious about faith. And that's what that's the spirit that we'll gather next weekend and and we'll go down into the, the pool and baptize. They, we want to live for Christ. He was raised so that we might have life and have life abundantly. Abundant life in Jesus. I'm thanking God for that. The second thing is understanding one's responsibility in the faith will lead to action. When I understand my responsibility, it will lead to action. I can't keep it to myself. Action. God does not want you to be stagnant or stale. He wants you to move. He wants you to move. He wants you to move. Your movement is good. You, you know, you, you know just standing up. Uh, Reverend Jones, I, I saw your son standing up all week. I don't know how he stands the way he does like that. He stands whole service, stands. I, I'm thanking God that we can stand for Jesus. Give God glory. It's going to lead to movement. Verse 11, verse 11, verse 11. It says, it says, it says in, a very, in a very clear way, it says, because we understand our fearful responsibility. See, the other thing is, there ought to be a fear and reverence for God. Not that I'm afraid of him, but I'm honoring him. You're not going to act, when, let, me, let me come at it this way. When your parents showed up, you would act differently. Now, now we got these new day parents now where they trying to, you know, they trying to be, you know, cool and, and all of that. But when your parents showed up, you had to shift. You had to make some changes. Now, some of us, we tried to break our parents in. But, you don't, but then they would break us in. You know, we, we were trying to let them know. And then they, then they say, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, you're not going to let me know anything. I, 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 was, I was here long before you were a thought. And so, and so fearful responsibility to the Lord. I'm fearful. I'm, I'm, uh, I would be afraid. I would be afraid to know all of this gospel and then go left. Because if you believe this, you know you can't outrun God. Let's be honest. I don't want to be able to outrun it. Because at some moment, I know, Kevin, I'm going to need him. I'm going to need him in my life. I'm going to need him to show up in my life. I'm, I'm going to need him to fill a void in my life. I need to be covered by the power of God. 
And so the, my, my fearful responsibility to the Lord is that now we work hard to persuade others. See, when you look at what God has done for you, you want to share that good news with others. I want, I want others. That's why you've been inviting folk to come to church with you and, 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 and invite them. Keep on inviting. They didn't come today. We got three nights of revival. Invite them. And then, and then if, and of all, every excuse they throw out, at least turn us on online. You got a phone. If you can watch everything else, you can watch some Jesus. Amen, somebody. I've already, already saluted the Cowboy fans. I, I know what y'all got. I don't even know why you're going to watch the game today. That's a waste of time. You, it's just, is it just a pep rally? I mean, what, what's the purpose? But anyway, let, let, me, let me just a, be a pep rally down the street. You know who's going to win. I mean, is, is there a doubt? Anyway, okay. We, be, we'll be, we will be back. We will be back. We will, we will return. Yes, we will return. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. We work hard to persuade others. We work hard. And people are reading you every day. There are people who are not going to read not one verse of scripture, but they're going to read you. They know you suppose to love Jesus. And how do you act and react with all that love you have for Jesus? Persuade. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Because at the end of the day, every one of us, we need to have a sincere faith. And a faith that leads to action, and that action is now persuading others to know Jesus as well. Here's my last point, and we're through. The believer's understanding of Jesus Christ must grow. Set a goal of spiritual growth. And I'm, and I'm not talking about your mother's faith and your grandmother. I'm talking about you. How is your faith going to grow? And what are you going to do intentionally that will help its growth? Now, because if you intend to do it, it can happen. If you make that decision to grow, you can grow. There's no reason that you have to stay as a spiritual baby. Now, Satan wants you to be a baby. He wants you to stay immature. But as a believer, I want to grow. And as I grow, I can be a blessing to those around me. Blessing on my job. Blessing in my neighborhood. Blessing in my family. You're going to have family reunions. You can be a blessing to them. I know they need prayer, but they, they, they also need your presence. And you need prayer too. But the, the believer's understanding of Jesus must grow. Two, two verses I lifted. 
verses 16 and 17. Very clear, very, very uh, poignant. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. That's some folk, they're so religious, they can tell everybody else how much faith they have. We're not asking you about them. We're asking you about you. Stop worrying about deacon such and such who has a little liquor in his back pocket. Come on, somebody. And, and why is it that people join church and try to find the weakest member and use that weakest member as the example. Why they do that? I had a lady in our church in Harlem. She could outcuss anybody. I mean, she oh, and 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 she didn't care where you let if you sent her off. She you you don't didn't you don't set, you don't set her off. I, I set her off one time. And that was it. We had, a, we had a usher service, and all the ushers had come in. And I said, we need this section here. We need everybody to move who's in this section so we can fill it with ushers. That's the last time I ever asked. Next time the ushers came, she was sitting in the middle of the ushers. And they were like, why didn't you tell her to move? We, asked, we did that last year. We're not asking her anymore to move. Because she started, she gave it, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to even tell you the words that she was using in church. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it, it, matter of fact, Richard Pryor and Martin Lawrence would have been smiling. But to look at this reality, it says we, we grow in our faith. I'm not here to evaluate others. And I'm not here to evaluate them from my point of view. God is not allowing you to get anybody into heaven. He's not going to ask you, is it, is it okay to let them in? They're not going to ask you that question. Matter of fact, somebody might be asking, is it okay to let you in? I'm not going to evaluate them from a human point of view. But now, verse 17, that this means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person and the old life is gone and a new life has begun. That's why I'm excited about a new year. I'm excited about 2024. I'm excited about what God is going to do. How God is going to use us. And somebody, as you get go back to school and go back to work and go back to whatever it is that you're going to do in 2024. Go back to it knowing that you're covered by the blood covered in prayer and I'm thanking God that somebody prayed for me had me on their mind took the time to pray for me is there anybody here on a Sunday afternoon and you don't mind praising God I look back over my life and look at how far the Lord has brought me and how God is keeping me you bend but you're not gonna break you go down, but you're not going to stay down. But when I get up, I'm going to get up with some joy. I'm going to get up with some love. I'm going to get up with some, is there anybody doesn't mind praising God? When I think 
of the goodness of Jesus and all that is done for me. My, 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 my soul got to cry out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come. That's one simple word is a word, Brother Barry, that can help us to navigate any situation. Cover. Thank you for covering. Covering over COVID. Covering cancer. Covering diabetes. Covering, covering, covering. Whatever I need. Thank you for covering me. Thank you for covering me. How many need to be covered? I need, I need your covering, God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too religious to act like I don't need to be covered. I need to be covered. And sometimes we've been covered even when we didn't do right. But God still loved us anyway. He still said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm thanking God for that covering. I'm thanking God for that love. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Power at the park.